What's that rattling? That's no boogeyman, your exhaust pipe. No worries, as this episode is brought to you by Prevo Towing and Auto Repair. We got any scrap part you need, 24-hour towing service, and whoa, we'll even buy your trauma. Just throw it in the grinder and we will give you cold, hard cash. Prevo Towing and Auto Repair. Evil drives tonight, or your money back. Hello, hello, welcome to the Spectre Cinema Club, a horror podcast obsessed with subgenre. I am your host, Devon Taylor. Sitting with me as always, I have my co-host, Garrett McDowell. You know, Devon, as we've done this podcast for longer and longer, you and I have joked about that you and I are like on similar wavelengths. Uh, and I know this isn't television, so the viewers can't uh, can't see us now, but you and I have uh, coordinating outfits. I like it. <laughs> we do. And this is we, we coordinate outfits and we are not together either. So that's what made no. it even funnier is that we uh, popped up on the <laughs> Zoom chat, uh, looked like it was looking in a mirror. Uh, I know we we are just uh, two Michaels and Corys riding around uh, the podcast sphere. Um, as yes, this is our uh, our Halloween special, the Spectre Cinema Club Extravaganza. As um, last uh, actually two years ago, we uh, discussed um, a medley of uh, some of our favorite Halloween films, and then uh, we are back to discuss the the ending. Um, uh, we are going to be covering uh, the the DGG Halloween trilogy. Uh, we'll kind of give you our brief thoughts on 18 and Kills, but of course, um, the, the, the hot movie right now that everybody's talking about, Halloween Ends, Did Evil Die Tonight? Well, we're going to talk about it. I'm, uh, I'm uh, excited to, to finally be done, as I've actually <laughs> I, I've chronicled my feelings on this franchise. Uh, on the show multiple times not my fave so uh but at the same time this has been a fun one to conversate about uh has your online experiences been fruitful garrett um not as much i uh you and i have shared our not like disdain or anything but just kind of like exhaustion of this franchise and in particular its fans not to say that all the fans are bad uh, as i've made clear before i'm a big star wars guy i understand looking around and being like no not uh, those guys don't represent me so i understand but with that being said there are a lot of halloween fans that are especially annoying uh and this discourse of this movie is no exception uh you and i will no doubt be talking about that but yeah i've just found a lot of the conversation around each of these movies to be uh you know just kind of long-winded uh kind of reductive in a way uh and maybe not the most fruitful or welcoming conversations that i've seen for horror movies usually horror is like a pretty open genre of what you like take it or leave it you know but this one it seems a lot of like you know fists on the table like no this is what halloween is and if you do or don't like it then you're not a fan so uh mm. yeah I, I also share your sentiment of i'm like yeah can we move on or at least take a break for like 10 years please <laughs> yeah it's uh it's been something and you know i feel like uh the fans uh kind of echo my sentiments about the franchise uh, y'all are taking it a little too seriously you know uh and you know i feel like uh, there's just, I mean, I know it comes from a place of passion, obviously. 
Um, uh, but yeah, it uh, gets a, uh, I don't know, it, it, the, the Halloween fandom just seems to be uh, a little different, its own little pocket of uh, the horror sphere. But uh, uh, we do not have annoying fans here with us today. We have uh, <laughs> two wonderful guests uh, to chop it up as uh, we got lots of discuss. Uh, so I felt like we needed a uh, double uh, the the sass and manpower uh, in this uh, to you to, decide which one you are the guests <laughs> yeah who is sass who is manpower well uh, one of them is uh, the host of the Incinerator podcast and creator of Scripts Gone Wild we got Mr Billy Ray Bruton I think there are a lot of people out there who would say that I definitely fall into that annoying category so I'm happy to <laughs> represent the annoying fuckheads of the world. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh no! If uh, if anybody uh, listens uh, to screen drafts, uh, we got the resident bad boy here, so you know uh, uh, we the the takes could be uh, pretty spicy. We we shall see. Uh, and then on the other side, we, we have the host of Brother <laughs> Ghoulish's Tomb and one of the co-hosts of the Blurdy Massacre podcast. Welcome, Brother Ghoulish. How you doing? I'm good. The sass on aisle one of reporting for duty. Uh, <laughs> reporting live from the Haddonfield sewers. <laughs> yes, yes. Where else you gonna be? For right, right. I mean, you know, they got Pennywise out of there and, you know, Michael Myers took over apparently. Uh, There's a lot to discuss. Yeah, uh, Penny, Pennywise was no match for a doddering old man in the sewer. <laughs> and they're and they're both no match for Corey. It looks like they probably would have had to jump oh, him. Yeah, right. I mean, well, the night he came home. Exactly. <laughs> The night he came home, uh, back down into the sewers. Yeah, he's been he's been uh, just just vibing down there, you know. And uh, you know, one one could say that Halloween ends is uh, just kind of vibing. Uh, oh yeah, is kind of you know where uh, I'll I'll kind of tip tease a little bit there. But uh, let's uh figure out where everybody kind of feels about uh the Halloween franchise so billy ray what was uh the first halloween movie that you saw and like what are what are your feelings on the franchise as a whole okay well this is this i promise i won't let this take up more than 50 percent of the recording <laughs> um so my first halloween was the original halloween i saw it at a pretty young age i saw most horror films at a young age because my parents were cool and um and so that was my exposure to the halloween franchise and um you know when i was a kid and watched it it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like I thought it was just the coolest fucking horror movie in the world. That said, I was always more partial to Freddie and Jason personally. Those are my two dudes. And, and Michael Myers always trailed a bit behind, but I follow, I followed the franchise. Obviously the first one I saw in theaters was curse of Michael Myers. Uh, and so I've, I've always been a fan, but again, like it's still like my fourth favorite horror franchise out of all of the horror okay. it's still like my fourth one and i think what i'll say about the franchise as a whole is there is no other horror franchise that has stopped and started as much as halloween like mm -hmm. new, you get new you get new ideas from different directors but you also have these weird timelines that present certain films don't exist and like no one does that like the halloween franchise for better or for worse you're either down for that madness or you're not. And I think while I used to be down for it, I think the older and more cynical I get, I'm like, oh, come on, we can do better than that. Yeah, and I I, I can agree there. You know, um, uh, uh, I'm a I'm somewhere kind of similar ish. Uh, it's definitely not my favorite of the franchise. And you know, in comparison, when you got you know a series like Chucky, which has had a you know consistent creative voice throughout. 
Um, you know, we, we kind of take that for granted when we realize that, you know, a lot of these franchises are kind of like that where they, you know, pick up new directors that kind of take uh, different spins. But uh, uh, funny enough that somebody was uh, arguing uh, stuff with me on Twitter, you know, because I said this is I go, this is my preferred timeline. I listed out what that would be. And of course, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it was a hypothetical thing. And because I, I said, because there's no rules and he goes, no, there are rules. But he sent the picture that had the four timelines on it. I go, uh, no, you literally just showed me that there are no rules. You ding dong. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, there is one definitive Halloween timeline, and that is 78 Halloween 2 and Halloween H2O. Amen. All you need. That's a perfect arc for Lori Strode. It's a perfect arc for Michael Myers. Let it in. <laughs> All right. So we got we got Billy Ray's timeline out there. Uh, I'll, I'll save mine for a little bit later, but I, I, I feel like a lot of people would agree with you there. Uh, strike a resurrection from the record. Hold up now. Hold up now. Hey, let's be clear. <laughs> I, I resurrection is not one of the best Halloween movies, but it's still so fucking entertaining. Like it's still, I love watching resurrection. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and, uh, uh, ghoulish, how about you? Well, what was uh, the first one that you saw? Resurrection. And I saw oh. it in theaters. I still have my ticket stub. Oh, we love it. We love stubs. Yeah. I saw, I think the other ones I saw at home. So like the first one, obviously I saw at home, but the first theatrical experience was, definitely resurrection and so it has like a special place in my heart also you know freddy you know buster rhymes whooping michael michael's uh, michael myers ass so i mean you can't complain there i mean i, I will never come uh, why haven't we got more busta uh, uh popping up making cameos and films he has such a great personality great smile he needs to pop up in more <laughs> movies uh and and what are your kind of feelings on the franchise in general um it, it wasn't one of um the franchises that I watched every single movie for growing up, but we were like a Michael Myers household and we just fell in love with just how fun it was to see him getting people out of here. It wasn't really that severe. Like it was more a fun campy experience for me and my family. And that's why when, for my experience personally, when the Rob Zombie ones came out, I wasn't really mad because it was a nice change of pace from what I had seen. And I actually enjoyed them. And then when um, 2018 came out, I mean, I, I really liked that one. I thought 2018's Halloween was like a great addition, but then as time went on, it just, I know we're going to get into it, but okay. just generally speaking, I, I look at it the same way that I do the Friday the 13th uh, franchise. It's just tons of fun. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and Garrett, me and I posted uh, our two uh, franchise rankings side by side and they could yeah. not be different, uh, more different. Like this is, uh, we we very much uh have different interests in this franchise. So, uh, what what are your feelings, and which one was your first one? Well, I'll I'll say this. I think, despite the fact that our rankings of this franchise are quite different, I think you and I have a very similar opinion about this franchise, which is kind of funny that we've you know arrived at that point just from different uh, kind of perspectives. So, my first foray into the Halloween franchise, I believe, was Halloween Two, and that's simply because that's the one my parents had on DVD, and so I just watched that one. It's also the one that I have seen probably like the last in regards to like rewatches. I, I haven't seen Halloween Two and quite some time um halloween uh, the first one is obviously uh, my favorite with some others uh you know kind of uh, 
you know, that's my rough ranking, at least, you know, this week. Uh, but also, yeah, Billy Ray, you're exactly right. Like you had said that this is like your fourth favorite uh, horror franchise. I'll double down. This is like my fourth favorite slasher franchise. You know, <laughs> there are like many other slashers that I prefer uh, to this one, which is kind of my thoughts on this series is it's so varying in degrees of quality. And I think the biggest reason for that, the reason that this has so many different rankings and everybody has a different opinion on what this series is is because the halloween franchise means so many different things to to other people and what michael myers is who he should be and the person that'll even tell you that is john carpenter himself uh carpenter the creator of all of this doesn't really seem to be aligned with a lot of the fan expectations and 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 uh where the fans kind of gravitate with this franchise i feel like this franchise apart from you know uh, friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street uh, uh, those franchises i feel have a lot more room to grow they can go in weirder territories they can go in different locations and try different things people think jason has different behavior some movies he runs some he walks some he's like kind of strong the other he's punching people's hearts out you know like there's different degrees on what jason can be and people are mostly okay with it hell yeah he can go to space or new york who cares whereas michael myers i feel like is fit in such a small box of like what this character has to be Mm -hmm. which has really strangled this franchise and not really allowed for a lot of artistic or creative expression mostly because i feel like they kind of write or paint themselves into a corner on who michael myers is certain rules that have been established in prior movies and what fans should expect from this series uh now despite what my opinion on halloween's uh, halloween ends may be i like when this franchise goes in weird places i i like when it tries new things um but execution is kind of the key word here uh which mm-hmm. is mul- mostly my kind of thoughts on this franchise is like you swang, you swang hard, but you didn't really make contact, unfortunately. Hmm. Well, they, I say they sometimes swing hard. Uh, to kind of get into my feelings about it is, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned it a few times on Twitter recently, but basically my conclusion is, I feel like this franchise, it uh, compared to amongst the other major slashers, just doesn't have the the sense of identity. Even Friday the 13th, though, it goes in different directions. It kind of established its formula, like, in the early ones, and then gradually let itself loose in the later ones and become, you know, and go in whichever directions. And it felt right. And, you know, and Scream, Nightmare, Chucky, they all kind of have um, a, a distinct, you know, uh, identity as to, you know, what the franchise means, what that slasher kind of stands for. And like you said, uh, everybody kind of has a different idea of, you know, uh, what, what they want with Michael and, uh, and I just find it, you know, I I said it's the most mid, uh, slasher franchise, uh, because there's many slasher franchises worse, but also there's many that are better. Like, uh, the, these movies, uh, all uh, the, the Thorn trilogy are all kind of like interchangeable for me. I couldn't, you know, I can barely tell them apart, honestly. And, uh, and and then and then you got the DGG stuff, and then you know those first two movies are kind of their own tone and style, and then Season of the Witches, uh, you know, just dancing in the corner by themselves, <laughs> and uh, you know, so it's just it's just kind of all over the place. And uh, I think my first my first one was H two O, and I saw it uh like at a at a sleepover or something. Nice. We watched it, and uh, that was that was my first introduction, which a pretty solid introduction because uh, I I like H two O is it's kind of uh, you know the the gothic uh, academy you know set kind of stuff, and 
And I do think it, that that would, if they would have stopped at H2O, I feel like 1-2-H2O is like, a, like Billy said, a great uh, narrative arc for Lori, for Michael, for the story. I think it, it, it's all fine. And then, yeah, if you still want to keep Resurrection in there, that's, that's still fine. It can, it can hang. Um, uh, but yeah, I've just never had, um, very strong feelings, you know, uh, Michael Myers, he kind of bores me, uh, as a, as a character. And then, so I'm always into when they're kind of going, taking these more wild swings versus a lot of people are a little more, uh, traditional, a little more Halloween purists, maybe, uh, whatever that may be. Um, uh, but let's go ahead and, uh, hop into the David Gordon Green trilogy of Halloween. Halloween, the first one, released October 19th, 2018. <laughs> well, not the second first one, uh, yeah, I should say. Let's just be clear. I, I love that we're going to have to preface this throughout the entire episode. <laughs> Halloween, the first one. Not not that first one. With the, the fucking the, 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 years. The 2018 one. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, don't even get me started on the, the, the movie titles bullshit. Don't even get me started there. Um, uh, so that one was released October 19th, 2018, uh, followed by Halloween Kills, uh, October 15th, 2021, and then we had Halloween Ends, October 14th, 2022. Um, this was a concept as a trilogy. Uh, kills and Ends were supposed to be filmed back-to-back, um, but then, you know, with uh, the pandemic, that kind of changed the plans a little bit, um, and they ended up going in uh, some slightly different directions. Uh, all three are helmed by David Gordon Green, uh, with a myriad of writers, uh, Danny McBride has been his co-writer for all of them. And then you have a Jeff Bradley uh, co-writing on the first one, Scott Teams co-writing on the second one, and then uh, Paul Brad Logan and Chris Brenier uh, co-writing on the three. So we have a lot of, lot of different voices coming in and out throughout this trilogy, but we do at least all have Gordon Green and McBride uh, along for all three, for better or worse. Uh, all three scored by John Carpenter, uh, his son Cody Carpenter, and then Daniel Davies as well. Um, and then the rest of the crew kind of varies throughout. Um, as far as reception for this uh, new trilogy, uh, Halloween 2018, people were pretty happy. Uh, people were stoked to uh, have the return 40 years later. Uh, has the highest um, Rotten Tomatoes at 79% on 387 reviews. And then Halloween Kills came uh, down at 39% on 267 reviews. And then Halloween ends uh, coming in currently at 40% with 202 reviews, as that is uh, most likely to uh, change throughout uh, the year, as it is a still pretty fairly recent release. Uh, Halloween 2018 over on Letterboxd has a 3.3 average. Uh, Halloween Kills. I did not write those ones down, so I'm trying to do this one in real time. Probably low. Probably not super high, I would have to assume. <laughs> uh, it, you are correct. Uh, it did go down uh, to a 2.6 out of 5 for Halloween Kills. And what are the voice of the people right now say about Halloween Ends? That one is the lowest at 2.3 out of Ooh. 5 for its average ratings. Um, so let's go ahead and start with, uh, 2018's Halloween again. Uh, if you want to kick us off, Ghoulish, uh, you said that you, uh, really enjoyed this uh, one as a fresh entry to the series. I do, but to read myself a little bit, 
it's an easy one to enjoy, I believe, because it is the one that's closest to what I think everyone was anticipating for a new Halloween. And I think, you know, at the curse of this new one, unfortunately, I think that's what everyone continuously expects, that it's going to be Michael Myers at his fullest killing capacity, getting a bunch of people out of here and then having some type of major standoff with Laurie Strode. And so 2018 gave us a lot of this and it even scaled her character up even more because she has the whole house rigged up like the 13 ghost house and she's waiting for people to just come in, you know, Kevin McAllister style and just, you know, get done in. In reality though, I think that the movie has just, I don't know, it set up a pretense that this is what the new trilogy was going to be about. Because I've been seeing a lot of discourse about people saying that this third one that has come out, and I know we're going to get to it, but just saying for a quick second that it was because John Carpenter originally wanted to do like an anthology style with Halloween and the proof in that being Season of the Witch. But 2018 set us up. It it got us excited and it still perseveres. Like I, I love to sit down. I love to watch it. And I like Michael Myers look in this one a lot, too, because I feel like they made him a lot grungier and filthier. And it just worked for me so much. And did the did it work for you as far as um, uh, them doing the we're cutting the timeline up again and this one picking up uh, after Halloween 78 to this? Uh, do you feel like it uh, felt like a, a natural progression into that? It did for me personally. The only thing that I hated was that it did ignore um, the second Halloween. I just because I really did like part two happening on the same night. I like that Laurie Strode was actually, you know, his sister. I know it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but I just liked it. I don't know. It felt metaphorically. It's almost insinuating that this type of darkness lives in all of us and stuff like that. And I thought it was kind of cool. So for that to be cut, I was a little irritated. Big uh, Halloween 2 fan uh, as well. And I definitely would have liked if they could have still folded that one into it. Alas, but that's not how... Uh, these uh, requels, legacy sequels work these days. You know, we uh, we ignore everything else. We start back at ground one and uh, kind of redo the movie a little bit. Um, Billy Ray, how did uh, you feel about uh, 2018 uh, bringing the franchise back to life? Um, that's a complicated question. Um, so it I saw, I, I yeah. saw this at Fantastic Fest at I believe at the time was the world premiere. And so it was the perfect audience to see this film at. You're seeing it with just a bunch of horror fans. Jamie Lee Curtis is there, like the whole team's there. It's the perfect place to see it, right? And I feel like I was the only one in the crowd when I first saw it who was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about this. And part of it is, I think what's always been a detriment to the Halloween franchise is that franchise as a whole lacks sort of an informed mythology that a lot of the other franchises have. Like you think about Nightmare on Elm Street, and you're like, Freddy has a backstory. He was this guy. It was a child murderer. He was chased by the town into this and, bur- and burned alive. Like, there's all this backstory. And then even with Friday the 13th, there's an informed mythology. Like, a kid drowned. Well, why did he drown? He drowned because the camp counselors weren't watching him. Well, why weren't they watching him? They were having sex and doing drugs. And, like, you can take that mythology back. Halloween is just, you know, years ago, a little boy killed his sister. Why? We don't know. We just don't know. And so the new trilogy is using the first film as its informed mythology, which is really interesting. And I do agree that I don't like how they took off 
you know, how part two isn't really considered in that equation. Um, but it's using that first film as it's in poor mythology. And I feel like it's doing some interesting things with that. I think the first film is the most visually impressive of the three films. I think the the kill sequences are really creative and they feel sort of like the sequences that you would have seen in those first two Halloween films. It feels more like a natural extension of those. And, um, you know, the Jamie Lee Curtis character, I think what they do with that character is really interesting. And, you know, obviously this whole franchise is about trauma. Like the first film is trauma. about how trauma, how trauma affects a person. <laughs> The second one's about how trauma affects your loved ones and the people in your life. And the third one's about how geographical trauma, like how does trauma affect a community? But um, I, I like the way they handle so much of the stuff in there, but I, there was just something that wasn't sitting right with me when I watched it. And then I, I've, I've seen it twice since then. And I think, I think what bothers me about the first film uh, more than anything else, because I do think, because it's not my favorite of the trilogy, but we'll get to that one in a minute. I, I think what bothers me the most about it is even though Lori is sort of there front and center, I, I don't feel like we're given enough of like, what's the last, what have the last 40 years been like for this person? Like this is all about their trauma and mm -hmm. how they they've lived with it for like, I don't feel like we learn anything about how that's really affected them other than, oh, look, I'm a hermit now. Who they likes they throw it out, like, real quick that she's twice divorced and then, like, yeah, to, like, fill in like, all these family clacks. Like, they just <laughs> throw it out, yeah. like, for, like, real quick. Yeah, and I, I just, I'm like, I want more information. Like, I, if, if you're setting this up to be, like, character on character, Laurie Strode, Michael Myers, I want more information. Like, I just, we know where Michael Myers has been. He's been in this, you know, uh, insane asylum. You know, for, we know where he's been. We know what's going on with him. But, like, I just don't feel like we get to know Laurie very much in this film. And and I think that's what was bugging me more than anything. But it's impressively shot, maybe more so than the other two. Mm, um, and so I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. But I, I it doesn't it doesn't knock my socks off. Okay. Okay. And uh, and Garrett, uh, were you uh, reviewing yet whenever uh, this came out? Uh, when, when yeah, was, I, I, I was reviewing, and I, I share Billy Ray's sentiment that my socks are, are firmly on uh, watching it originally and then also rewatching it recently. Because when I saw this in theaters when it came out, like that was the only time that I watched it, and I hadn't rewatched it until just before ends. Um, they re-released uh, Halloween 2018 and then Kills uh, back into theaters. So I just went and did a double feature just to kind of catch up and, you know, uh, send off this trilogy with a, a, a nice friendly wave like the Queen. Um, <laughs> uh, and and, and re-watching this film, I feel about the same as I did the first time. It's like, yeah, that was pretty good. And then, like, that really any stronger feelings than that. Um, I think that Billy Ray's right in that this movie doesn't necessarily take a lot of creative risks which i personally don't need you know if if you're trying to start this off on firm footing and something to propel a new trilogy i don't think that this is necessarily the time to get super super creative and try different things maybe in the middle chapter less so in the third chapter but we'll get to that for sure um but in the first one reintroduce this franchise to people reinvigorate their love and excitement for these characters uh in this town and and everything in this world that carpenter created uh and then you can start to try to do some new things however like billy ray had said it doesn't dive deeply enough um, or as deep as it could into Laurie Strode or as deeply as it kind of claims to, uh, especially when uh, 
Jamie Lee Curtis was doing like press for this movie. They there's that clip of her using the the trauma. Oh, it's trauma, generational trauma, and just reusing those kind of buzzwords. But in rewatching the movie, it's not that much about that. Um, we don't really get to see her growth, and I think worse so, we don't get to see her kind of come out of that. To not to, to kind of jump to Halloween ends, but at that movie, she is already at this point of I'm reformed now quote unquote um i'm i'm back in I, I live with my family i'm even celebrating halloween i'm going to the grocery store interacting with people maybe interested in falling in love again and kind of reclaiming that childlike sense to her that was taken away from her in the first film so we we're just introduced to her at the beginning and at the end of her arc with not a lot of time um in the middle there which i find mm. frustrating um on just kind of the the goopy side of my brain yeah there's some cool kills michael looks great like i I think this is my favorite Michael Myers look. Uh, I even love Halloween Kills as well, um, even more so a little bit to the first film. I love to see the texture and the grime and the gr and the the dirt on his on his mask, and you feel like he's got blood under his fingernails. He just looks filthy and disgusting, but not like too far. Devon used to like likes to use the word calibration. Uh, I feel like the Rob Zombie one is a little too far to where he looked like he just got like ran over by a train. Uh, but in this one, I think it's like it's just right. The score is great. Uh, Carpenter didn't phone it in at all. Um, I, I love the scene where Allison is running from Michael and it's that, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's great. And seeing it back in theaters again was, was a lot of fun. But again, I don't have that strong of feelings towards this franchise. Uh, uh, I, I love the first film, obviously. And then kind of going off from there, it's just kind of like, yeah, this is fine. Great. Cool. Anyway, let's move on to what I assumed would be maybe be some more uh, uh, toothsome, a little bit more narrative sequels, uh, which I think does kind of retroactively affect this one um, as far as this is the foundation of everything and it's a good foundation, but I don't think it, that it builds upon it in a really fascinating or uh, in a compelling way. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's tricky when you are trying to do something so specific as, okay, we are picking a franchise back up, uh, erasing the rest, uh, but we're also trying to uh, bring new people in and, you know, set the stage once again. So it's like, I feel like the 2018 movie, just like it feels like, especially when you know that, okay, they're building this trilogy out. It just makes it feel like kind of inconsequential. Like it's a, it's a shoulder shrug of a movie for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, like uh, Halloween once more with feeling. Because uh, it's just, it's kind of the first one again, but louder. And, you know, with all these other you know all the callbacks not only to the first one but also callbacks to the sequels that they're ignoring um it's a you know so it, so just in that aspect i'm like okay this is just kind of uh again uh, if you're trying to make me uh maybe care you know about okay why should i care that we're going we're doing this again we're restarting the timeline again and i feel like it doesn't uh do a great job in grasping you there it's just like kind of being like well you know you remember the first one so come back, you know, you're, you're in, right? And it's just like, I mean, whatever. Um, so I don't know. And, and it's kind of, um, you know, Billy Ray brought up an interesting point that, you know, the, the movie does an interesting job of, uh, you know, you said that Michael Myers is one of the few slashers doesn't really have that, you know, built in lore that we like really go to explore. And it's like, we don't really have that. So it's like, and, and it, you know, he is just a guy that just decides to kill. And like, that's the whole thing. I know people find that fascinating, but then that's where my problem is. It's like, 
how can you take that and make it into a franchise? And that's my problem with the franchise. Well, okay, like how much can you build around it's just a guy and he's just killing just because, you know, like, so, but then when you want to add more lore and stuff and then that's when people go, ah, oh, no, it's too much, too much, you know, Michael Myers needs to remain simple, but it's like, but how long can I take simple, you know? So yeah, uh, the, well, the 20, 28- I, I, I feel like Mr. Carpenter would probably agree with you, <laughs> you know? It, so, so, and I feel like that's what, you know, the, the thing with this trilogy, it kind of goes back and forth on, you know, uh, you know, oh, well, yeah, no, it is simple, but also there's, you know, the generational trauma, the, the way that, uh, it, uh, affects the, the whole town, the, you know, and all these things. You know, they they want to kind of do big ideas, but then when they don't aren't executed well, then that's when like the Halloween stands come in. They're like, well, you know, it's just simple slasher, though. And it's like, but is it what? what so, you know, so the, the 2018 one, um, I think does a good job of they do. You know, we, we joke about that super cut of the trauma stuff, but like as far as the three movies go, the 2018 one is the one that does not beat you over the head with themes. Uh, like the other two like it's like okay like here we're gonna introduce like uh, a, a idea that makes sense and uh, yeah we're gonna have it in there but we're not gonna um, spend too much time on it which again uh, is kind of a double-edged sword there you know how much yeah. time do you uh, invest in how much time do you not um, you know so as far as like it being like it's very serviceable it's serviceable it's fine and um and I don't know uh it, Billy Ray you said this was um the the best shot and looking one I feel like this one is very flat and boring to me like this one just doesn't feel very oh, dynamic yeah no I I would I think it's more like in this film you can actually see that there was thought put into the kill sequences like you can see that there was actual thought in terms of like where's the camera going to be what's the camera going to do what are we seeing on screen what are we seeing off screen like you can see those sort of directorial choices in this film on screen and i don't see those in the second or third one like you don't see them trying for that sort of meticulous uh thing that they were doing with that one like you know that and the classic one is the the scene that they use from the trailer where michael's like going up to the porch and then he goes around the house and you're seeing him through all these windows and all these different things and he just very matter-of-factly nonchalantly walks in the house and kills the person and it's like that's the michael myers that i know from one and two which is like and that's maybe why i responded to that i just didn't feel that in the second and third they almost felt like there was less there was less franchise passion in the second and third one for me than there was the first, even though the first isn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can agree that Gordon Green's a competent, like a very competent director. Like as far we as we can like, agree on that a, he on, can a, be. on a on a on a like on a technical basis, as far as like he sometimes you know he knows camera sometimes. thing sometimes. Uh, sometimes there are exceptions. Like I I dare you to watch Your Highness and show me the the craft on display mm-hmm. in his visual approach to Your Highness. Oh boy, yeah. I I feel like as the, as we move into our thoughts on on Halloween Kills, that's when things start to be a little bit more freeform. And okay, well, we're going into this direction. We kind of, I mean, even if you look at Letterbox, this movie is the second most liked Letterbox movie, just as far as like the average rating. And I think it is because it is intentionally 
so similar or reminiscent even of the first film that even all Halloween fans can go, yeah, we all agree that we like the first film. This is as close as we can to that, you know, in more of a contemporary context. Let's move on from there. And that's where the the fan perspective starts to change. And I think it's precisely because, and, and ultimately like a big symptom of this entire franchise, Billy had mentioned like the lack of mythology with this character makes him, and I'm kind of inserting my own words here now, is makes him a little bit unknowable. Um, and the mystery of Michael Myers is such a big appeal to him is like, why did he kill the sister? I don't know. He's evil. Like, that's just what he did. You can't, you look at his eyes, you don't really see anything. He is just evil and, and uh, incarnate. So what makes him unknowable in a way so that when you have that first film, Halloween fans then project their own definition of what Michael Myers is onto him. And so when you kind of deviate from that, like Kills does and like Ends does especially, that's when fans start to get a little bit upset, you know, so to speak. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I mean, so with, with, with Halloween Kills, the, you know, I just thought, it, it it the it's kind of similar to what I feel like uh again like the way that people talk about this franchise is there's a lot of coasting off this first one you know the original you know being such a classic being so iconic and uh, you know so I found kills just so odd in again that like you know we're spending so much time uh going back to you know reminiscing about this first one. I mean, this this cold open, you know, of the stuff that they're reshooting that, you know, what happened of after the 78 one uh, takes up one quite a bit of time uh, in this cold open Two, it is uh, not uh, anything as interesting as anything that happened in Halloween 281. Um, <laughs> you know, that is, uh, again, like just being able to follow up that night and like follow that same night. Like, I love that one because it has this like kind of. Uh, frantic energy to it and I feel like Halloween Kills does a lot of they're trying to bring in a lot of stuff from Halloween uh too and uh but they're also doing it but then adding in just you know uh bringing in all these legacy characters in cartoonish fashions um you know the this this bar scene at the beginning is supposed to make me feel uh, what they've been feeling for 40 years uh, no 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 like it, it's all so silly to me and then and then just uh you know as far as michael you know his you know ramping up you know okay he you know his kills were more violent in the 2018 one but then now uh we got old man john wick out here um it just uh it just also like as fun as i love gratuitous kills and you know ridiculousness it just felt so odd watching it be michael myers this very stiff again like he doesn't have uh you know a flair and personality to his killing style it's just he's the 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 killing machine but i feel like jason does that you know better because he, he does it uh a, a little he's a little more theatrical versus again with uh michael myers just kind of being a blank slate you know machine kind of killer it does even make these scenes feel very fun to me it's just like um i don't know i feel like halloween kills was just like the uh fan fiction of version of the first two halloween movies and what that would look like <laughs> i feel like everything you just said that you don't like about halloween kills is why it's my favorite of the three 
Hey, I'm not like alone. That, I'm not yeah, alone. Everything Great. that you just said is the reason that I like <laughs> oh this Oh my film. goodness. I'm Which not alone. Like, <laughs> I, I love I love every like I love the fact that it it's in introducing the town as a character and that it's it's about, you know, we use that word trauma over and over again, but it is. It's about how trauma, trauma. affects the people around your orbit and, and the people like I, I like that. I think every you know, all the actors, the new actors, Robert Longstreet. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall are having a lot of fun with it. Are they? And I, and I love glad that they he's are. an unstoppable killing machine. And part of the reason that I think we'll get into it, the ends fails so miserably, is that they spend all of Halloween Kills setting up Michael Myers as this unstoppable killing machine, cannot be killed by human beings. He is un- inhuman to a large degree. Yet... Evidently, in Halloween ends, he's a doddering old man in a sewer and can be killed by the fifth sharpest knife in the kitchen drawer. And so, like, that's part of the reason that it doesn't work is is that – and I think I honestly think they should have just ended with kills. I think you could have ended the franchise there. Just have the townspeople at the end of kills. Take him out. Movie over. Mm. I get why they didn't. You want to see Lori, you know, maybe go on a date with Will Patton's character. But, like – I love kills. I, I think kills is a lot of fun. I think it's vicious, which is something that I love about it. I think that opening cold open, it is, and and not to correct you, sir, but it may seem long, but it is the third longest of all three of these cold opens. It is the shortest of the three. It, it's um, not well. It, it's the fact that it's long, and I also just don't want to be there with it. Uh, well, see, I, I love, love the, the way they do with young <laughs> Loomis. Like, I think they handle that really well with like the young Loomis. And I was worried how that was going to look. I thought they actually handled that, that pretty well. And and you couldn't do this trilogy. You could not do this trilogy without having Loomis in there somewhere. It was just going to be impossible. And I think they, they found a good way to do it where it wasn't too distracting. It didn't really drive the narrative. It was just there. And the, yeah, I just, I, I, I yeah. So basically, all, all that short to say is every reason that you hated Hall- or disliked Halloween Kills is a reason why I think it's the best of this trilogy. Ghoulish, are you going to box me in with them? But how do you feel about Kills? Um, The only thing I really liked about Kills was the Kills. I, I was not really a fan of this edition at all. And um, I don't know. It just didn't have the charm for me. And I, and I believe that it was supposed to mirror 81. Like, I think, like, the 2018 was supposed to mirror the first one, and then this one was supposed to mirror the one, even with the hospital scene and everything. But Evil Dies Tonight <laughs> and the mob mentality just wore me all the way out. And and then even Tommy Doyle's character, someone I was actually excited to hear would be um, in this storyline, he was just insufferable in this. And... I don't know. I know that this is going to be lame to say, but I'm just going to speak my truth. Um, I don't really like that they had Laurie Strode sitting on the bench the entire time. That's like me going to the Madison Square Garden thinking I'm going to see two boxers. And then the dude is in there fighting off against a woman with an iron. I'm like, who's the person that was on the billboard? Like, I actually want to see the person who... I don't know. It just it just bothered me a lot. Yeah, I, I get that. I have the same complaint about ends in that vein as well. I for some reason it didn't bother me as much in kills, only because we had gotten so much of her in the 2018 Halloween, and so little had changed about her character that I was like, I feel like I've got I know what I need to know about you, 
and that there's not really anything to add to this. But I get why people were frustrated that she sat in a hospital room for most of the runtime. I certainly get that. I think it just didn't bother me because we had gotten so much with her. And I enjoyed these new characters so much. So I was just, I was down for the ride with the new folks. I mean, I would have been fine if we would have like stuck it out with the kids. But the fact that we were spending so much time with uh Tommy and uh and and uh and uh what what's his name? Uh Lottie. Because the kids are dull as shit. Uh, I don't want to spend any time with them. No, they're so they, generic and dull. No, I, I like them. Yeah. I, I I feel like I mean like Michael Anthony Hall, I don't care how or Anthony Michael Hall, I don't know I don't care how much fun he's having. He is terrible in this. He is he is not good. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it, he's terrible. I think he's just. I think he's just. I think his character's supposed to be unlikable. Oh, uh, um, it's just. I don't know. It, again, if you're, if we're gonna be, if you're gonna sell me on the, the, you know, making this town more of a character and the, uh, the pain and suffering within them, like, I, again, it's not that I, because I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm fine with Lori being a little sidelined, but I feel like they could have still done a little more with her. But it's so funny because a lot of the things that I'm talking down on kills are going to be things i'm going to be talking up and ends but uh but like garrett mentioned i I talk about calibration like the the silliness and the the cartoonish gore and everything it's just it's 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 just cranked up a little too much it's it's not it's not quite there for me uh because again like the even because again i love gratuitous kills and violence and gore and stuff but it just didn't feel right and then i felt crazy coming out of this movie hearing me go like this isn't my michael and i'm like who is my michael i don't care about this motherfucker but somehow (laughs) this movie made me so mad that i did start to care that was just like because it just didn't feel it just didn't feel right i don't know but as far as in the in the vein of halloween i don't know it just is just slightly uh uh off on the calibration it was the michael that i always wanted which is part of it. Like I, I have very hard. I, I, I think Rob Zombie's first Halloween, I didn't care for. I actually think Rob Zombie's Halloween too is one of the better films in the franchise, but I think what he got right about what I like about it. I liked his version of Michael Myers mm-hmm. as this brute force of evil. Same. Like there's a scene in Michael in, in the Rob Zombie film where he's just fucking trying to kill somebody with a two by four through the ceiling. And it's a badass sequence. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. wanted a bit more of that. So I would say the 2018 Halloween is more the Michael Myers that I was used to. Halloween kills is more the Michael Myers I wanted. And Halloween ends is the Michael Myers that I hope burns in hell and we never have to deal with again. See, and I liked, I liked the brutality of zombies, Michael too. I think Me too. The, I think what it took me out and kills is him taking on like swaths of people. Michael like, Myers I, does not take on seven to 10 people at once. Like that's not his thing. And it just, it looks so weird. I dug it only because I dug that because like that harkens back to Halloween four, Halloween five, curse of michael myers where he is this unstoppable machine because at at the time four rolls around we've abandoned this idea that michael myers is a human being at this point we're very aware that he's just as supernatural as a jason Voorhees or something else and so i liked that kills was throwing back to that saying yeah that's right he is an unstoppable killing machine you can't kill him you fucked If Michael comes to your town, you're fucked. <laughs> let me uh, let me go ahead and tag on in here as the the resident and proud uh, uh, supporter of Halloween Kills, a movie that I want to clarify. I think is pretty good. Um, I remember when this movie came out, people are like like you, Devon. We're like, oh my god, 
this is one of the worst horror movies in recent years. One of the worst slasher movies. If, if your letterbox is still true, you gave this movie uh, a one out of five. Uh, and then hearing your thoughts on it now, you're like, it's a little off. One out of five. Little off. No, because I asked. Anyway, I gave you yeah. your piece. Devon Taylor. Uh, I feel like for me, you had talked about the cold open. I think it is excellent. Uh, I think it's not only shot and filmed and scored and the makeup and the costumes and everything are like pitch perfect to the era, like pitch perfect, like side by side to somebody who is an outsider of this franchise, I think are legitimately indistinguishable from the original film. Um, I also think that it is a great idea that if Lori is going to be in a hospital bed in this entire movie, which inherently I'm fine with, like I'm, I'm cool with that. We saw her go toe to toe with Michael in the first film, like, you know, any, any basketball team, you're going to start out, you're starting five, you're going to bench him for a little bit and you can bring him back in later in the game. I'm fine with that. However, if you're going to have her sit down in a hospital bed for most of the movie, you better be spending the time that you have with her to really develop her character because she's not going anywhere. So you might as well talk with, I don't know, her daughter, Karen, about what happened, reflecting on that, showing her arc going from this place of, you know, hermit recluse to, you know, wanting to have a, a you know, make new memories with family and spend time with them and, and, you know, being open to outsiders. I don't think it really spends the time with that. However, it just feeds teenagers and stupid townspeople to Michael that he can just murder for 90 minutes. And on that level, I'm like, yeah, sure. Fine. Great. You know, like the town people that we spend time with in that cold open, especially if we're if we've all agreed that the the key word here the word of the day is trauma this trauma. movie takes time to focus on the, on the trauma of the other people including like we see in that cold open the sheriff of the town how that night affected him his lack of action affected him and then also this considering that this movie came out in 2021 a year you know after as well as it's that year too so much public fear, so much chaos, so many of uh, people looking at one another because of this situation and then now being fearful of those around them. I thought this movie did a really nice job of encapsulating that fear. What do people do when they're scared and they don't really know what to do? They just completely, you know, the stand their ground kind of Republican mentality that I think Tommy Doyle is supposed to embody. He's not supposed to be likable. He's supposed to be somebody that would be storming the fucking Capitol. You know, that's my kind of perception of this town of Haddonfield. I don't necessarily think you're supposed to enjoy these characters. I do think it's kind of funny that you know, Tommy Doyle is hanging out with the nurse from the first movie, considering that she was like 20 years older than him, probably. <laughs> and they're like all pals now because movie, you know, like a lot of that stuff is silly and it's dumb. But that's why I was so dumbfounded when the movie first came out. Again, as someone who thinks it's pretty good, that people were like, oh my God, this movie is one of the worst sl slashers. The dialogue is stupid. These characters are so dumb and thinking that they can they go are. up against uh, and and you know like has all of the it's just kills it's just blood and guts and, and I'm looking around like have you guys seen a slasher movie like that's kind of what a lot of them are like this movie doesn't aim super high but it, like I, Devon I think that's where we mostly disagree is you think that this movie is like trying to be super thoughtful trying oh. to be super like theme heavy which I don't I don't it see it all it I don't I don't it see is. that I don't see that with this mob stuff it thinks it is being serious but it is also <laughs> trying to be dumb but it is also so just bad.
like the performances and dialogue are bad. Like I, I don't just and, and think I it's like it's the proves, best script. Of, I'd argue not, it's the best script of the three. And it proves that they couldn't figure out whether or not they wanted Michael Myers to be a mortal person or if they wanted this okay, to be a supernatural yeah, I, entity. I, I, I did, and I did wanna, yeah, on top of that, that, you know, which one is it? I is feel it like that this film says he's not normal? That's I mean, what this, this no, 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 but it's it's proof of that that they can't figure that out. And even with does it want to be highbrow or does it want to be a silly slasher? I mean, the group mentality or the how evil goes from like a solitary place into a mob mentality and how it affects people. And even how you're saying that, like, okay, well, Tommy Doyle is supposed to be more complex than we've ever seen him before. Okay, well, is it a silly slasher or is it complex? Because is it checkers? Is it chess? Like, like it's, I'm not saying this movie is. Chess. I'm a both and person. I don't think <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind, of, that's, that's kind of where I am too. Because I can look at my favorite slasher film, Jason Lives, a movie that is a live action cartoon, and then in that, in the same breath, be like, I think this is also like a pretty thoughtful takedown of the slasher genre and tropes in that. So I think that you're able to have a cheeseburger but have it still be delicious and i'm not saying this movie is delicious but i think you can I have say, something slow down. I, I think you can have <laughs> something that is uh maybe seemingly low brow but aim a little higher and even if it falls a little bit short like it seems like you guys think it does which i'm not going to argue that it doesn't I don't, I don't think that this is like you know shakespeare or anything i just don't think it's an inherently bad thing to aim a little higher but then also give something that god forbid halloween fans want well that's and a- I, wanted to, I also wanted to talk about like the michael myers being like overpowered and everything in this because i in rewatching the movie i was kind of looking out for that and i think it's only apparent and the only scene is when the town folk are like ganging up on him for the rest of the movie to me he gives off more this kind of like petty pissed off kind of vibe he's like you just lit me on fire so i'm gonna like fucking ruin your town there's a great scene uh to where he's like killing uh i think the the kid's name is cameron the boyfriend character uh and allison is like no cameron like screaming for him and then michael just turns around and just rips his fucking head like a 180 to me he's got that same kind of like silly weird kind of petty energy like he does in the first film where he puts on the guy's costume and is like mocking his girlfriend i think michael is is like a pitch perfect in this movie personally well and 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 that's the thing though like i think this i think this film isn't confused at all about who michael is i think i think it's very much set on michael myers is an inhuman killing machine i think it's only with halloween ends that they just lose the nerve to follow through with that because i mean what we see him experience at the hands of that mob and you know the last thing we see is him just manhandling well i will say the one thing that i have against this movie is what they do to judy greer at the end Justice and for the Judy. Only, and the only reason I have a problem with it is because they do nothing in Halloween ends to justify it. Mm-hmm. It was just they do nothing that would have negated that that or that would have required that kill to happen. Like, and so that bothers me about that kill too. Just also, I love Judy Greer, but I think that film firmly says Michael's an inhuman killing machine. I just don't think they had that. I don't think they had the balls, frankly, to carry through with it in the third one. And that's why part of the reason I hated the third one so much. I mean, and I don't mind it. Like, as, like for me, as far as like, I don't mind it. Like it being like, okay, like this, is, if he's an immoral thing, but I don't know. It just, it, it's just the presentation of kills that it would just was kind of odd to me. And then again, like, uh, there's a, you know, to counter you, Garrett, there's a difference between, you know, like, uh, you know, with the Jason Lives one. Like, yeah, that's making a commentary on, like, slashers or, like, an idea in films versus this is, like, being goofy and, you know, silly, but also trying to make a, a, a comment on, like, 
you know, emotional themes. And like, that's where yeah. like it, the friction just feels odd to me uh, in, in that way. So that, you know, uh, it, but we can't all agree that there was no reason to kill Judy Greer at the end of the Oh movie. yeah. I, that, I, that, I definitely that, agree that, with that. that we're all on yeah. board with uh, justice for, for Judy Greer. And, and uh, to a further extent, we can agree that, like he said, they didn't utilize it later because they had an opportunity to, which we'll get to. I, I have a whole thing about that, what they yeah. could have done. Yeah. So let's yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and we're going to we're going to hop into Halloween ends. And uh, if you guys have listened this far and uh, have uh, not seen Halloween ends yet, this is your cue to go because obviously spoilers are going to fly. I mean, we kind of probably spoiled some stuff already. Or don't but, and save uh, yourself. Or or no or no no don't do that don't do that they no, gotta no. see it let them form no, their yeah, own opinions yeah, let don't them, be <laughs> let them let them I'm vibe. just trying to save you some time everybody <laughs> let, let them vibe out okay an uh, hour and fifty one minutes worth of time um, but you know if you if you do want to save some time uh Garrett do you want to do a sixty second synopsis for Halloween ends oh sure thing yeah uh yeah definitely I feel like I'm in good company here so this will be fun <laughs> all right so sixty seconds on the clock in three two one go so you know laurie strode uh how in the prior two movies reclusive hermit no longer she loves halloween now carving pumpkins even celebrating living life with her granddaughter just enjoying their time in and haddonfield because michael myers is gone laurie knows he's not dead so you think she would be a little paranoid she's not anyway michael myers is off fucking in the sewer uh and uh there's another kid there his name is is cory uh he's this kid that we've not been introduced into so might as well introduce him in the third movie uh he falls in love with allison they kind of have this like Bella Edward Twilight sort of relationship and Corey's like you know what I think I really like killing people I think that's pretty dope actually uh, Michael Myers also likes killing people we should be friends and kill people together so they kind of have this like sort of Bonnie and Clyde kind Ten of seconds. thing passing the torch to the new generation and Corey setting himself up to be the new Michael Myers or not really and we're gonna kill him anyway and just kind of have Time. the standoff that was promised in the trailers time that was an extremely biased uh synopsis am uh, i wrong though did a pretty good job <laughs> am i wrong am i wrong <laughs> I mean, oh, did uh, i lie mo- most <laughs> of the all. things most of the things that you said in there did happen did in fact happen <laughs> uh halloween ends uh the 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 shocking finale uh to uh, the series and i and for me i will give them credit for you know if you're gonna go out let's get weird with it uh screw it all y'all don't know what you want we don't know what we want so let's just let's just do it all i guess um and i you know is this a good movie no it's not a good movie but is it entertaining yeah it's more the more entertaining uh, of the sequels (laughs) that i've watched it has flavor okay it has flavor uh, it, 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 you know, Billy Ray, you, you, uh, called out like, uh, the, the camera movements and things of, uh, Halloween 18. Those don't interest me enough. Uh, give me some good lighting. Give me some, uh, interesting Dutch angles. Give me, uh, over the shoulders. I'm in yeah. agreement. Give it to me. Give me the I'm, lighting. I'm waiting for it. I'm oh, wait- this movie is giving, this movie films. gives lighting. Okay. This movie gives lighting. Um, well, it's a movie. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I would uh, hope it gives us some lighting. And you know what? I'm not going to give it credit for doing the bare minimum a movie <laughs> needs to do, which is light its scenes. 
Ah, man, I vibed out with this movie. Have you, know? you seen that Halloween movie? Man, oh, man. Their lighting is there. <laughs> it happened. Hey. Well, as as someone who's who's done quite a few episodes here with, with Devon, I know that he is a big sucker for a movie that uh, tries but fails. And I think that when I saw this, I was like, oh, Devon is going to like this because it does attempt to do something a little different, uh, which to me is uh is no is the again it's 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 not gonna make or break your movie here it's not gonna be like oh they attempted i i might as well give you a passing grade I, i'm seeing a, a lot of people claim how weird this movie is and we'll definitely get into it but i don't i personally don't think that this movie is as odd as people are claiming i it don't either i mean yeah. but you did say it earlier yourself too uh with 2018 that uh you know you you're fine with a safe option and that uh, and uh, I'm sorry, not not me, not I. Not uh, what I said. No, yeah, I'm saying if you're starting a franchise, <laughs> you're starting a new trilogy, and you want to start off on firm footing, that is when you can start to do some different things in later films because you have brought in that audience, you've raked in the box office that you need to, brought in new fans into this franchise, in, introduced some and reintroduced others. Then in the other ones, you can maybe start to do some different things. I'm totally fine yeah. with that. I'm also I'm also just tired of us giving films credit for taking wild swings because I'm okay if they succeed, but when they don't, it's like, well, at least they took a wild swing. I'm like, no, that just means they're a failure and that they don't know they don't know how to make the movie that they should make. Mm. Like, I'm not gonna give them credit for that. Like, know what you've got to work with and be able to produce something that's like you know, enjoyable. If you can't do that, I'm not going to give you credit for that just because you decided, oh, hey, I'm going to do this, this, this. And you, and this is the crazy thing. You're anybody calling kills goofy about Michael Myers living in a fucking sewer for four years. And, and this kid, like every time they cut to it being like, oh, he reminds me of Michael. And he's sitting there with this like <laughs> dumb, dead eyed look on his face, like he should be picking a banjo off by the cabin. And I'm like, what's scary about that? But it's see, so funny. This is goofy, but it's not trying as hard as kills. That's that's I my argue thing. it is trying so it, it, it kills much was trying way kills. harder. I agree. Ghoulish, were I you agree. vibing? Were you vibing with ends? No. <laughs> it's 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 a no for me, dog. It just where ends messed up for me was it was trying to introduce way too much at the end. Mm -hmm. If they had maybe planted some of these seeds earlier, then it would have been a bigger delivery because that's where they, for me personally, that's where it messed up. It's just the execution was not there. And instead of them introducing Corey, which gave, Allison and his relationship development, this Nicholas Sparks vibe that bled over into the movie and just oh, ruined yeah. it for me. It totally they is. could have actually just cut him all together yep. and really invested that into Allison. Because I think that it was heavily implied in 2018 that Allison had some darkness in her. And so we can give mm -hmm. some life to the night he came home logline idea by making it that she is caught up in killing people along with Michael Myers. They have to work out the dynamics as to that. I don't care. But do that if you want to do something like this. Because then Laurie has a, a tough decision to make. Because this person is actually related to her. And in this new storyline, Michael Myers is not related to her. And as I said at the top of this, I actually liked that Michael Myers and Laurie Strode were related in some capacity at some point during the the story. Like one of the 
one of the timelines. So this would have been a nice little callback to that, but more intimate. And the rage would have been fully understandable since Karen was mercilessly slain um, in the house at the end. Because I wasn't really sure why she went back into the home. And I think that's something that if the writers had been thinking about it, they could maybe even make Allison a little like, why would she go back in there? Because this movie is trying. It's trying to make an emotional, it's trying to strike an emotional chord, but it doesn't hit any of the right notes. Because, you know, Laurie's character isn't prepared for what ends up coming, which was a little strange. Um, and don't get me wrong. I like the throwdown between the two of them. When that came, that part of the movie was exceptional. But it was only like 10 minutes of a one hour and 51 minute Nicholas Sparks movie. And that's being generous, the 10 minutes. I don't even know if it was that. Like, yeah. It happened so quick. I think and people have been a little dramatic on like the 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 screen time. I, it's, it's, I don't a, think it's a so. pretty decent, <laughs> good amount so. of show. Like the showdown, it's a it's a pretty good length. Uh, you know, and 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 so so one thing I want to ask because I think I like Ghoulish's approach that yes, like they could cut Corey and made and did did this exact thing with Allison. Yeah, I still would have been in because I I think the the whole transfer and evil uh michael myers vision it's yeah it's ridiculous i'm in uh but also my my biggest theory has been uh because i mean billy ray i think you you think it was just everything was executed or like did not hit i think some stuff hit some stuff didn't i think people would be i think the the outrage on it is that this was done in the finale uh, you know, like, what if this was somehow switched with kills in some way, Uh, you know, as maybe tweak the endings a little bit. I feel like maybe that would have helped, you know, its case a little bit as far as um, just, uh, again, yeah, this coming in the final film. How much of that do you think uh, plays into it? Oh, and that's um, where either I mean. How much of it plays into it? For me, it doesn't really. It, my issue isn't that it's happening in the third film. My issue is that there seems to be no thought that goes into it. Or, I mean, like, that's my biggest thing. It, seems, it feels lazy to me. It doesn't feel like they were taking a wild swing. It's like I, a couple like, like a couple things. Like, And these are things that, that bother me more now in horror than they used to. The older I get and, and you know, I work at a queer – film organization where you know one of our big things is like diversity and inclusion and how do we include all these communities halloween has always been the worst horror franchise offender when it comes to diversity and inclusion mm -hmm. they had an opportunity if you're going to introduce a brand new character that we've never seen before do something interesting with him don't make him some boring cis straight white dude who, like, like, do something interesting with that. Like, that's one issue. Like, there's so many. I mean, there's so many. I mean, like, there. I've got a list of about fifty different problems with this mm -hmm. movie, and that's only scratching the surface. But mm -hmm. like, and then like this whole idea of like Michael Myers like transferring his evil. Okay, well then that suggests that he is inhuman and he is this other worldly thing to a degree. Then why is he a doddering old man puttering around in the basement in, in a in a sewer for four years? He needs who, to be charged gets, back up. Oh wait, that, yeah, okay. He needs he to get charged back up. Duh. He looked, he looked perfectly <laughs> fine at the end of Halloween Kills. Now he's doddering around in the in the fucking sewer, and it's like, and and he and he gets taken out with a fucking kitchen knife. And I'm like, what are we saying here? Like, why did we just decide that? It feels like they're almost like Halloween Kills didn't happen, and it's like okay. 
that seems very bizarre to me. And then every time they cut to fucking Corey Cunningham and, and someone's like, and Lori's like, oh, I've seen those <laughs> eyes before. And I'm like, huh like there's nothing even remotely threatening looking about this guy like z- there's zero stakes in this movie there's zero stakes in this movie. i mean i feel like this might be where i mean we i mean i already diverge from you guys quite a bit but maybe this is maybe the most is with the with the cold open uh which i mean you guys know love killing kids around here uh so hilarious but but with the the idea of the cold open with the like i thought it was a very interesting like oh okay and then and then kind of showing like that like how you know this character put in this circumstance you know this freak accident thing happened and then he's been just like constantly been just like kind of beat down by this you know town for the past four years not gonna lie i you know like i felt like it endeared me to him and uh, do the relationship with him and Allison is yes, very Nicholas Sparksy and uh, uh, kind of goofy, but also they're doing that with you know we also have Laurie and Hawkins having their rom com moments too. So like this movie is just oh. they're having a rom com moment. And, uh, I, you know what? Let's have a little fun on the way out. This has kind of been very dour and serious up until then. Uh, so you know, put a little romance in there, and then yes, Corey and Michael also, you know. And how about how about this? <laughs> if you're gonna make Jamie, if you're gonna make Lori Strode a writer, she spent four years and now she's there. Make her a good writer. Oh, oh yeah. Like, like at oh, least shit. make her a good oh, writer. I, like, I was. I'm like, I was, this sounds yeah. like the worst fucking book. Like, like maybe there's a reason you 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 should have a ghost writer, Lori. Like maybe there's a reason. Yeah, I love I how they the were just like, thing. let's have her be Gail Weathers too. Like, why not? Let's just mix in all the different and, uh, characters. And, and I think part of it for me too is like. I I don't I don't think people have undersold how much Laurie and Michael are sidelined in this movie because it's so like noticeable that the two leads have been like pushed to the side in favor of this character who doesn't have a, a, a scintilla of of dimension that and that's saying a lot considering one of those is Michael Myers <laughs> um and there's just no Jeez. stakes anymore like we've seen Michael and Laurie battle it out already like uh, yeah there's just really not any stakes to this exactly film if we've seen it already then why do you need more Lori and michael battling it out we don't well, but it would well, be nice to have Lori. Lori doesn't just have to battle michael like she doesn't have to exist just to battle him she's she should be able to have her own agency and dimension outside of michael myers and no. they try to do that a little <laughs> bit here and they just don't do they just like you're never going to believe you're never going to make me believe that someone who spent 40 years so traumatized that all they did was like stay in their house and build this like death dungeon for Michael Myers. And then they lose their daughter, their son-in-law, they lose all these people. And then four years later, they're not only fans of Halloween, but they've just forgotten the fact that he's still out there puttering around somewhere. (laughs) You're never going to make me believe that that is even close to a believable transition for that character. And not disagreeing there. It just, it just, that didn't work for me at all. And like, and then, let's not even talk about the the Lindsay Wallace of it all poor Lindsay who is introduced in Halloween kills and you see her two or three times in this gets jack shit all to do she's just serving bar like okay I guess there was a reason we introduced her then in, in Halloween kills to have that not pay I could go on to Sorry, make a I'm stiff cocktail I could go on and on I think this movie is so aggressively bad yeah I think for myself and as I've made clear about my 
opinions on kind of like Lori's growth throughout this trilogy. I do think it's disappointing that, like I've said at the beginning of this, like Billy Ray had mentioned, like not only is she like thriving and doing well, but she also like loves Halloween now. She's like carving and setting up decorations and all of these things. And it's it, you're exactly right as far as like she should be at her lowest right now. Like that's where the second movie ends is like that fear that she was so paranoid about that she felt guilty over all of those years about losing her her daughter now kind of amounted to her worst fear which is losing her daughter and now she's thriving in a weird way and i think the reason that we feel that laurie has been sidelined in this movie so much despite the fact that runtime wise this is the second movie where she has the highest runtime second only to the first halloween movie I think the reason is, is because not really much of this movie has to do with Lori and is more Lori in her perception of Corey it's not uh, in her perception of this other person and not really with her relationship uh, with, with her daughter, which I, or with her, or with her granddaughter, which ultimately I think is, was one of the biggest sins as far as Lori's character is concerned. And then with, with the Corey of it all, I, I don't have a problem with this movie inherently doing something different or showing something that we've not really seen before. And I'm seeing a lot of people claim that this movie is such a wild swing of a movie and is like, oh, wow, you've never seen this in a slasher movie. I think the idea of having a copycat killer, like transferring on the mantle is not only something that we've seen in slasher movies, it's something that we've seen often in slasher movies. Like I can think of like six other slasher movies that have done this and about five of them are screen movies. <laughs> uh, there's also another Halloween movie that ends Halloween four with another person taking up this mantle uh, with the, with the character of Jamie. And I, 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 I I think it's frustrating that this movie is seemingly taking the wrong lessons from horror, taking the wrong lessons from Friday the 13th part five to where now you have this copycat killer, as well as a weird idea of what people would want from season of the witch, giving something like kind of different going off in a new corner, but then also bailing on that idea 90% of the way through and then giving fans what they, you think that they want with this final showdown between Lori and Michael, which is, fine it's fine you know it's not, amazing. It, it's not bad it's fine uh yeah ultimately i just i i think it's frustrating that they've reduced michael to as you've mentioned being this old man in the sewer to where the prior film which i loved is one of my favorite things about kills is how it continues the doctor's work of like why is michael keep coming back to haddonfield and then in kills it's like he just wants to go home just kidding he's just gonna fuck off in the sewer for the next like several months it's it's to me i understand the idea of wanting to take trauma from a person to a town to the next generation but i don't think it's explored well with Corey. I'm also kind of unsure of like, okay, is this movie saying that Michael was inherently evil or is it learned and, and you know, uh, kind of uh, inherited from others like it is with Corey? He doesn't seem to be a remotely evil person. He just does something bad and then society turns on him. Just kidding. Lori can look him in the eyes and tell that he's evil. So did he mean to kill that kid? Was it society's fault or is it both? This movie really seems like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too in multiple regards and uh, the cake tastes like shit <laughs> i mean and i'll agree with you that on a on a structural level that a lot of it does not work or like kind of makes sense and and this is where you know like if you if you guys haven't caught on by now guys like my my opinion of this franchise is irrelevant because i i just don't have the same you know feelings towards it uh the same passion as for Lori, even as a you know as a final girl like not even in my top five final girls honestly um, so at least I like the, the, 
uh, and again, like this is them exploring ideas and like the, the original, you know, with this anthology thing that they wanted to do back in the day was, you know, like, um, you know, explore Halloween as, you know, like these ideas on like how it like uh, affects, you know, different, uh, can affect different corners of a neighborhood or something like that. So it's like, you know, the, the, the fact of like, yeah, it's kind of clunky, but with Corey, you know, again, like uh, he accidentally kills the kid because the kid is acting uh, playing a prank on him, acting like Michael Myers, which, you know, obviously with this myth uh, being in there, infects the neighborhood in, in a way and then kind of leads to all this. And then since Corey is a killer, again, people kind of um, that you, we kind of see the, the evil of, you know, Michael's influence and, you know, the, the legend of him. Uh, the way it makes other people percept, you know, him. So it's like, yeah, is it is it, was it the time to be doing it now and ends? No, but uh, for me at least, like again, like uh, it, it, I would rather them do this than in the 2018 one, kind of play it super safe and then kind of you know do it to a fine degree and then in kills they take like a very big serious swing and it doesn't quite connect connect for me versus in this one they're kind of taking more uh broad sillier swings and uh some of them hit some of them don't for me um but as far as the you know doing this now and then like Garrett said and then like exploring all this idea and then still trying at the very end be like okay and Lori's still going to get her final you know uh, ending as well like it's 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 a lot it's it's messy but uh yes it, it, people listening to the pod know me I like a hot mess um and this isn't even that great of a hot mess like I'm not defending this as like a good film or anything it I'm just uh, uh defending yeah. it as far as you know being a little bit more um you know as far as you know generating the conversation it it is doing uh more interesting things than I can say for a lot of the other sequels in this franchise. Which is which is kind of how I feel about this franchise in general is like even the ones that I like, which other than Halloween, like the strongest that I feel about this franchise is maybe like a three and a half out of five. Like it's weird to yeah. be like, what's the spiciest condiment? Mayonnaise or ranch? You know, like <laughs> I don't know. Like neither of them are that Ew, spicy. That like exactly. I don't really, you know, like yeah. I would rather and you had mentioned the final girl thing too, which with with Laurie Strode, it, she's not my favorite final girl, obviously, uh, and uh, also probably not in my top five either, but not to say that she couldn't be, not to say that these movies couldn't get her to the point mm -hmm. to where mm -hmm. I see the love and I see the admiration beyond just being the OG. Like, I want to see that from a, okay, well, what does this, how does this affect somebody? And I think for David Gordon Green to come back, bring back these characters, have the goal to wipe away all of the other movies that a lot of people are fans of, and to say, we're starting from scratch, and this is the definitive Halloween trilogy. I think it's weird that with the big picture now in perspective, it's like, that's the story you wanted to tell? All right, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to say real quick, um... I think that the idea of what ends was trying to do is actually a pretty great idea for a horror movie, just generally speaking, like the idea of a phantom living in the sewer and propagating um, evil onto people who have been forgotten by society um, or who have been, you know, ganged up on in some sense, because Corey was low key like an innocent person who clearly dealt with some type of sexual abuse as a youth you know because like they kind of alluded to it with the weird kiss between him and his mom and then it calls to question what michael myers actually went through as a kid because there is so little 
um, aside from the Rob Zombie ones, which are not canon, um, there's so little that we know about what Michael Myers went through around the time that he did decide to kill Judith. But he was a child, even though he was wrong. I'm not saying like what he did was right. Society kind of did just throw him away and, and lock him up and throw away the key. And it does call a question of what they have in common. So the idea of ends, I think, is cool. I just think execution for one, but I also think that it just didn't, it did, it's misplaced. I just feel like they just dropped it in a very random space. And because they were fighting to fit him into the storyline, mm-hmm. that's why they shipped him with Allison, because it does give him uh, another reason to be attached to the family. But then for me, it just kind of read as a different genre at that point, just that piece of it. It just felt like they plugged something else in between it. And since I, you know, I'm the only one here who really loves like the Halloween franchise. Like I, you know, growing up as like a kid, I just loved it and I still do. So it's one of those things where I do feel very strongly about the way that they choose to depict things or do things. And I'm actually okay with them doing it anthology style because, you know, I believe that was the original attention. I just think execution is everything. And that's, that's the biggest thing they missed. Yeah. I, 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 go ahead, Billy Ray. No, I was going to say, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I don't think that what they're trying for here is necessarily bad either. I think the, the, the germ of the idea here is good. I will say, I feel like they made the mistake of having it come out a couple of years after Candyman, which I think probably did a better job of exploring yes. some of those. I love that movie. Mm. Yeah. And so I think that hurts this film to a degree too. So yeah. we're um, divided there too. This, <laughs> this tracks now. <laughs> this tracks. Oh, <laughs> You I won't even go love, there, but that track. I didn't love the new Candyman, but I appreciated a lot of what they were trying to do with it, and I think they were more successful in, in doing those things than this film was. I think for me, like, I, she's, you know, Laurie Strode is not one of my top, uh, not one of my top final girls either. I do think she is the final girl. I think so. She is that prototype. She is that, like, okay, this is what we think of when we think of a final girl. And so... I, I like, you know, the one thing I'll say, the if I could take any good things away from Halloween Ends, I like that they didn't kill Lori. Same. I, I like that they let her survive. I think that's important. And I think that they did a good job by doing that. And I wasn't so sure at the end if that was going to happen. Like, I was like, I don't know. They've already killed her once before. Wait, you this, mean the wood chipper franchise. part? You thought he was going to grab her foot and pull her into the wood chipper? I thought I, that was, was going to happen. I was like, I was, I, there was half of me that was like, they're not going to kill him this way. Like he's going to have one last moment. And I kind of wish he had frankly not killed her, but I kind of wish they had given him one last moment. I think if they would have given him one last moment there, it would have just reinforced the idea that he is inhuman to some degree. It would have added a little more of that stank to this where it's like, oh God, he's still moving. Still, that's right. He's inhuman. He oh, can Billy, never be this killed. This movie stinks. What are you talking about? And this then they run through the, the fucking woodshipper and it's like, oh, okay, no, maybe he is gone. And, um, and yeah, I, so it's not the ideas that are here. I, I think the ideas are there. I just don't think they knew what to do with the ideas. And I think the idea of adding this whole new character was the biggest mistake of the movie. I think yeah. that decision alone is what has, is going to prevent this movie. Because obviously this film is trying to be Halloween 3. But where Halloween 3 tried to do the anthology thing, they did it without Michael. Like they had the they had the nerve to do it without Michael. This film doesn't have the nerve to go as far as they need to. Uh, because I it might have been interesting to see a movie. I wonder how it would have felt about this if Michael Myers wasn't in it at all. Mm-hmm. Same. Like, 
I might have enjoyed it even more if he I, wasn't in this. If it was just the idea of Michael. Oh, people would have been so upset. Maybe, maybe people yeah, would have been so like, upset. I would have been I, fine I with. They I would have been, been fine with it too. As but... they were by turning him into a doddering old man. Yeah, I think for me, that's another like frustration that I have is and I've mentioned before is like they try to do this weird thing or a different thing, quote unquote weird, as we've established, we've seen it in other movies and other better movies, frankly. And in trying to do this, I feel that they kind of bail and they're just like, just kidding, Corey's fucking dead. Uh, and we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled they did. program they- here. They yeah. had like Corey like stealing Michael's evil. Like he like went on his little killing spree. So like Corey had the evil. <laughs> so he had the upper hand. That's why he was able to go toe to toe with Michael. But even though, yeah, he totally shouldn't have been able to do that. That was hilarious. The fact that they literally, he was able to just tackle Michael around. Yeah, and, then, no. uh, and then the uh, mask being the key. Uh, so silly. Well, uh, so, well so even, in, even, even in that, D- Devon, like not to not to put you on blast or anything, but like even like per your words and saying that like this Michael Myers is this inherited evil, which which makes him inherently kind of yeah. like a supernatural person. You also had said that like Michael is just a guy that decided to fucking kill somebody. Well, no, I- that's what I'm saying. That's what they said in the earlier movies. But then uh, after Curse of Thorn was too much for people, then... Uh, in 2018 gotcha. that in 2018 there was no implication of like supernatural stuff like there was a little of shit with the mask and uh the uh dr sartain or whatever yeah but like there yeah. wasn't really any implied supernatural in that one until yeah. then they started implying it in kills which is kind of like it's funny that even in this conversation like you ask one of us, do we think that Michael is a supernatural being or just some fucking guy? And the, it'll vary, for, like, you know, based on what person you ask. And we have all seen all of these movies. And I think that that's all, like a big problem that has plagued this franchise is Halloween just means so many different things. And the definition of who Michael is, who Laurie is, what does Haddonfield look like? Like, all of those things have just varied, even down to like what the music should be. What does his mask look like? is so varied and just allows for so little flexibility that if you want to go outside that box like this movie does you better fucking do it well and if this was halloween 4 like you know after kills or after ends and like michael's for sure fucking dead we're moving on to this other thing i'm right there with you billy ray if done well which i don't think that it is if done well with compelling characters as well as dialogue which we'll mention is not great in this movie show grief your tits are you fucking kidding me is that you know if, if it is done well i would be curious to go and say we all know that uh, that michael is dead let's go in a different direction and explore this thing not because we're this money hungry you know we have to keep pumping out halloween movies but okay this evil has been contained from this person to this town let's move on to the next generation and see how that evil inspires other people i think there's something interesting to, to be said there about young men and how they're indoctrinated into some of these evil things you know and how the internet can play a role in that i i think that there's a topical story there but this movie just completely fumbles it with trying to do freeform jazz and then about you know <laughs> halfway through the set it's like all right anybody any any requests okay yeah let's play leonard skinner it's like what the fuck is going on well you have to know your character and that's part of the problem too is like when you think about freddy krueger you know that he is an otherworldly creature that haunts your dreams. You know Pinhead is this demon that's going to come up and take you. You know Leatherface is this fucked up guy who lived with his family. And, and it, like, 
Jason, Jason suffered from this a little bit, but they just made the decision about halfway through that franchise to just completely adopt the, he is otherworldly. He is not human. Halloween goes back and forth. And that's the problem. Cause you just don't know, like, is he an unstoppable killing machine? Is he just some dude who's stronger than the normal guy? I think one of the big mistakes that they do here is by showing you too much of Michael's face. And I'm not a fan of that because <laughs> to me, the Michael Myers character works better as an enigma to a degree. And so I don't like seeing his face. I don't like seeing this dot. Like I keep using the word doddering, but that's the way it felt to me. I don't like seeing this old man living in the sewer. Like, yeah, I just, I think they screwed the pooch, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a sloppy one, y'all. Uh, definitely a sloppy one. Uh, I, again, uh, I also do like the kills in this one though, too. Uh, I like one of them. I don't. Uh, I, I, I like uh, I like the little uh, the the massacre of the the evil marching band bullies. Which who what 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 year is it right now? Oh Ridiculous. my goodness! <laughs> I will say that when the bullies were about to get it, I was like, I can't wait. Oh yeah, and they were. They were <laughs> I just menaces. I couldn't wait. The the kill in the cold open, I did love that. The cold open in general worked for me. Oh, um, chef's kiss. Yes. And chef's I was kiss. hoping that they killed Allison, um, especially when she came in and she was like, you know, what, what did you do to him? And I'm like, someone kill her. I don't care if it's Corey at this point. I don't care if it's Laurie. Just kill her. But, <laughs> but <laughs> just someone needs to kill her. But the kills just didn't work. Especially, I know everyone was going up for the one where... Um, Although I was happy that King Karan got this opportunity because I've been following him, you know, on social media forever. So I was happy to see him. But his death upset me. Like when he went on the CD thing and his tongue was full, I'm like, what? What is this? But what I, is this? I really like the uh, the the welding torch. Uh, after he's already run somebody over on the fence and she's like not dead yet and then you like blow she should have been dead though and then like she got hit like sydney mouth. off a scary movie how was she still alive and then she gets stomped like i thought that i thought that was a fun little sequence personally yeah and I, like, with I, the christine with the christine Corey's kills to just be different or distinguishable from michael because i think that michael kills in a different way he was and the fact that especially with the dj thing he kind of just michael could do that you know like it's just kind of the uh, michael doesn't drive trucks he doesn't use welding torches michael i feel drives, like that michael is does drive. drive what are you talking about <laughs> he drives a car in the first he movie. drives a car he doesn't like run michael people is not over about elaborate kills exactly about the quickest, most efficient way to get somebody dead. Corey no, put, I gotta stop Corey y'all on that because y'all been trying to throw shade at like he don't have flourishes to his kills. He does. I, I no, I was gonna. I was oh, gonna, I'm about to I'm say. Right there with you, I'm right there with you because I think that he does in the first movie. He puts on a fucking stage. He takes out his sister's grave, puts it on a bed, lugged that thing all the way from the. Yes, cemetery. the pageantry. I told oh, you really? sass on aisle one. He is I, so I, sassy. I yeah. Yes. But he's that's got the for bed nobody sheet on and but himself. Yeah. I, I firmly believe he does that for himself and nobody else. <laughs> you mean Who like, he does it for doesn't matter. Y'all tried to take it from him. Like, he don't have no no pizzazz. No, no, I'm not saying he doesn't have pizzazz. I'm saying he doesn't have pizzazz in his kills in this movie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, that's I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's part of what I don't like about this movie is that the kills are so generic 
I agree. Yes. Okay. I was sorry. I was I was lost there for a second. No, I, no, I also me. agree that just this movie's uh, kills uh, leave a lot to be desired. And I think also, like, say what you will about the characters. Say what you will about who Michael Myers is and what oh, okay. this they has suck. to say about yeah has to say about trauma. But I also think that as a horror movie, this is a bad fucking horror movie. Like the first half of this is all jump scares, and they're all terrible jump scares. Like, and I think it's because they look and they're like, well, Michael. Michael's not in this thing for the first 40 fucking minutes. Nobody's getting killed. So how are we going to scare the audience? We'll just berate them with jump scares. It lacks creativity for me. And it also just doesn't, you know, support a lot of people's arguments who are going to bat for this movie. It's like, okay, rewatch it. Tell me how fucking scary it is because that's not. You know what a wild swing would have been? A wild swing for this movie would have been 30, 45 minutes into this movie. Josh Hartnett shows up at the door. (laughs) Hasn't seen his mother in over over two decades and then you realize that they have not abandoned the halloween h quote that would have been a wild swing and then and then that would have been a wild swing and then he becomes a killer with and then he becomes a killer with michael and then josh hartnett becomes a killer with michael instead of i mean he already had that killer hair in h2o he didn't need anything else he he was crushing it yo you're Um, teasing but daniel harris actually would have liked to see her just pop up that would have been cool aside from everything else she said they just all should have been in the crowd whenever uh they're crowd surfing michael into the into the grinder they should have just been in the crowd that would have been yeah how about this he's being crowd surfed and he somehow gets down and then you're like oh god he's gonna get away and then you just hear in the background trick-or-treat motherfucker and then, bust, hey, and then Busta bust just up. drops, kicks his ass right into the wood. Right into the Y'all, I would have wiped away an actual tear. I just <laughs> want to let you know. <laughs> I would have to. I, I do want to ask the, the table of like, so now that Michael is quote unquote officially done and the series is maybe officially done, how do you feel about him going out this way? Oh, Can I start? Uh, yes. Go ahead. I think it was unnecessary, to be honest, because one of the things I know that the formula of Halloween has gotten kind of played just in general, like at the end, he could li- he could be alive or he couldn't be. But something so extreme didn't convince anybody watching that there aren't going to be any more Halloween movies. <laughs> That's how we're in this predicament. So y'all are too money hungry. So it was just OD. And then it gave us more of, you know, Laurie's questionable writing. Because at this point, I'd rather read. I'd I'd rather read Out of Darkness, just to be honest. I I, I agree. Her has a as a, a writer myself. I was not to say that I would do better or worse, but just listening that, I'm like, that's fucking cliche. A bunch of platitudes in that. That's cheesy ass. But what writing. about that last? You're gonna get a hundred notes from your editor on this chapter alone. But what about that last line though? Evil doesn't <sighs> die. It just that changes was the biggest shape. Hit that they're gonna Bars. continue this thing. Yeah. Bars. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there's another Halloween movie in like three years where that starts at the wood chipper and you just see his body come back together. Like, that would not surprise me at all if they just like Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees his ass and brought him back that way. And I'd almost be down for it. I'd almost be like, okay, you're just going to fully embrace this shit. But you know it's going to come back. I mean, well, or you guys mentioned that, you know, they kind of tried to do a little season of the witch-ish, but you couldn't commit to it. But now, what it, you know, with Michael dead, do you think now they might commit to that idea of like going on with 
an anthology idea. I mean, that's I would what say we... not theatrically. If I was to see them do anything, it would be like, let's do a limited series on Peacock or something to where it's yep. like 10 episodes and each episode is something odd. I thought that sure, that's what, yeah. when, when it first came out, I thought that's what Stranger Things was going to be to where it's like, here's season two. It's another strange thing. Like, and it didn't do that. It became this global phenomenon. So what the fuck do I know? But I think that there is an appetite for that to to have these kind of isolated they could be even be feature length if you wanted them to. But these, you know, hour long, just scary stories, I think that takes it back to this nostalgic scary stories tell in the dark kind of chapter book story. You know, I I think it would be interesting. I would be totally down for that. And it also, you know, is is echoing the sentiment of this movie for better or worse, that like this evil doesn't just die here because michael died it, it continues to inspire others and affect others and ripple out so like not to say that i need to see 10 stories of slasher villains but you know get weird get uh, get fancy with it genuinely get weird don't claim to get weird <laughs> you know, i do want to insert something to say too because i don't want to I, I feel like whenever because i've made i basically made my whole twitter personality hating this film <laughs> um proudly and um get you a halloweeny sticker they got uh, those think- to put in your profile I don't think Rohan Campbell is a bad actor. I've seen him do good work. So I don't want it to come off like I think he's a terrible actor. I do think he's miscast in this. I don't think he's the right person for this time role. And I've been thinking like, well, who would I have wanted to see to do this role? And I was like, well, you know, 20 years ago, Ben Foster, that would have been interesting. Like he has such a wild card and this wild, you know, wildness to him. Like that would have been interesting. I think that's what's lacking from that character is just the wildness in general. But I, I, I hate that it's turning into people bashing him as an actor because I don't think he's a bad I did, actor. I didn't know people were doing that because to, yeah, to I, add on to that, I don't, I think that's unfair because I mean, if they were to come up to me and offer me that role, I mean, I think the script, you know, idea was not good, but I would have, I would have been in there as Corey shit. I mean, but on top of that, he actually did do a great job with what he was given. Yeah. I just, I, I just think he didn't fit. Yeah, I think general rule of thumb, if a person is in a thing that you don't like, they are doing a job like anybody else. They showed up, read the lines that they were given. You might not like it, but they made a product. Like, you don't need to go attack them as a a human being. They're not doing anything immoral. There are some other people that you could focus a little bit more attention to. So, yeah, even though that the character of Corey is not my favorite, I don't think Rohan does a bad job. Um, I don't think he does an amazing job, but I'm also not going to slide into his DMs and be like, you're the reason this Halloween movie sucks. It's like, uh, no, that's that's super inappropriate and, and very strange. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, nobody he knows it sucks already. You're not telling me. You don't think he cared. That man took that check and went on. Right. He did. <laughs> yes, he did not do it personally. Uh, so uh, to give our uh, final thoughts on uh, Halloween ends and uh, uh, we'll rank it out of five. What do we rank it out, Garrett? Tongues five. on a record, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. On a record. There we go. Uh, Billy Ray, go ahead. Oh, wow. Out of five, one. Nice. Yeah, I, I think I'm a, I'm also in a similar place. Uh, watching this, not knowing the Corey thing. There was a lot of people who had the benefit of seeing this movie after the fact. I attended the world premiere of this movie and was like, all right, oh, shit. Halloween movie, here we fucking go. And was just like, what the fuck is going on? Everybody else seemed to have the benefit of knowing that it was going to tell the story about a different person. So for me, completely bewildering, um, not only in like the just the choices in the direction that they chose to go and how they chose to spend the finale 
finale of not just this trilogy, but this entire series, you know, of like, here it is. Look at any poster, any trailer for this movie and it's staging. Here's the final showdown between exactly. Michael and Laurie. Just kidding. We're going to spend it with this other kid, which again, I've mentioned isn't inherently a bad thing. I'm open to exploring some new things, but to be clear, I don't think that this movie does a good job of exploring that, which is kind of the most important thing at the end of the day. Um, I think that this movie squanders a lot of the growth that these characters could have gone through in this film. Uh, Michael Myers is reduced to an afterthought in supposedly the finale of the entire thing. Uh, And ultimately just as a horror movie, it's really not great either. And what about you, Ghoulish? It was just, <clears throat> I would give it like a two and a half tongues on a, on a disc out of five, but um, it just, it was marketed one way throughout this entire thing. Um, it, it definitely was posturing that we're going to get this big blowout. That didn't happen. Laurie wasn't in kills enough for me personally, and uh, Michael Myers wasn't in this one enough. And I don't like that a lot of the people that I have seen talking about this film in saying that they love it, they almost reduce it to either you caught the tie-ins to season of the witch, or you didn't understand the movie and yep. conflating that with whether you are a horror fan or whether say it louder. This, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, someone told me, you know, Oh, you're not a real Halloween fan or something. If you don't like this movie or something. And I'm like, I don't think that that at these, yep. no, yep. there are people who actually understand what the movie was trying to say. They did catch how the, the closing credits, I guess, look like, season of the witch whatever and all these other tie-ins but storyline wise and execution wise which is the key word for how this thing just really dropped the ball that's just it just wasn't there you know and i don't feel bad about that now will i go back and rewatch the new timeline in its entirety to see the tie-ins and stuff absolutely not I'm teasing. No, I I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely want to echo that for sure. In anything, uh, as I've mentioned, big Star Wars guy, but in any fandom, Marvel, DC, horror, whatever you want to say, gatekeeping other fans because they don't like the particular thing that you like does not negate their idea of what this fandom should be. Us especially with Halloween to where there are like multiple branching timelines, multiple branching tones. The mask doesn't even look the same from each movie. And you're going to tell me that because you didn't like this particular thing and what the like 12th entry into this fucking series that you're no longer a Halloween fan get fucked as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, You know, uh, again, you know, this has been a, you know, we've we've been, you know, having a fun time, you know, poking and jabbing at each other, but it's like we all of us, you know, respect each other's opinions and like none no, of, of us were yeah. none I, of I us didn't sign uh, up for this it, 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 Yeah. It's like nobody nobody is coming in here being like, Oh yeah, no, you're not a true horror fan. It's uh uh the, 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 I just love discussion, you know. I love a movie that you know, kind of just kind of, you know, has uh, this divisiveness uh, just because, uh, you know, to, to try to see, you know, okay, how, can we have these discussions civilly, you know, uh, regardless yeah. of like what you're wanting from this franchise? Um, I'm going a, a three, uh, three tongues on a disc out of five. And uh, to like in insight on how my rating system works, that's saying like 60% of this movie uh, it worked for me enough that I enjoyed it. Um, it. You know, there's a it's it's very clunky, very sloppy, hot mess. But I also like uh, just uh, taking a different tone 
Um, you know, because just uh, none of the tones of, of this trilogy uh, just quite seemed to work for me. Uh, but just uh, this one, I was like, you know what? Fine. This is just dumb enough. Uh, you know, just interesting enough. And, uh, and you know, it, and I, I got some good kills out of it. Uh, the Christine homages. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I um, do want to ask a, a question for for the table before I do though I want to mention nobody come at me on Twitter I know it's 13 movies it's 12 if you don't include season of the witch anyway, we knew what you meant yeah we yeah. Uh, I <laughs> wanted to ask everybody now that this is kind of done ideally where do we go from here do you want to wait 15 years and let's revisit Michael Myers or do you want to go in different directions what do you guys think Oh, like I already said mine. Like I, I feel like let's go an anthology route. I don't need any more Michael Myers personally. Um, but you know, will will that happen? Probably not. But uh, me personally, yeah, I, I'd say uh, there, I think there's plenty of ideas to explore as far as doing like a you know anthology uh, inspired you know like you know uh, set around uh, that year or that time and you know hop around different decades, hop around different locations, you know, and yeah, uh, what potential evils or you know uh, lurking around so you know that's where i would be i i would say i would say anybody out there who is already and there are plenty i'm sure who are already thinking about what the next michael myers is going to be i want them to divert their energy into making sure that we get one final robert england as freddy krueger movie hell yeah which that franchise deserves and i would say put that energy towards getting us a new friday the 13th film now that it is out of legal hell, that to me is a better use of, of people's time. 100%. <laughs> I agree. This, this well is dry. I agree. And uh, to, to go out on a, uh, on a more positive note, uh, we did say we were going to say our uh, favorite three Halloween movies of the oh. franchise. Uh, Billy Ray, hit us with yours. Um, okay, so number three would be Halloween 2. Number two would be Halloween H2O, and number one would be the OG Halloween. Okay, okay. And how about you, Ghoulish? Um, three for me would be H2O. Um, number two would be number, like, 81. And uh, my favorite is still just the OG one. Yeah, uh, it seems like we're in similar trains of thought. Number three for me is H2O uh, with Season of the Witch in my two spot. Uh, and then uh, the OG in my number one spot. I didn't even consider Season of the Witch. Well, if you don't consider Season of the Witch, then for me it would be Halloween 2, H2O, and then Halloween. So same three, just different orders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would go, uh, yeah, I got, um, uh, personally, I actually do like Halloween 2 a smidge more than the OG. Uh, re- very much respect the OG and uh, its place and everything it did. Uh, but, but again, you know, Halloween two is just a, a little more, a little more my tempo. Uh, I kind of you know like what? the. I randomly, I hate, I like four. I don't know why, but I, I do like that good. one. It's a perfectly competent horror movie. Like it's a other than the mask looking goofy as hell. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, a pretty well made little horror flick. Hmm. Like um, yeah. For me, I will say this too. Let's also before we give Halloween too much credit, let's also say that the best Halloween movie is Black Christmas. Jesus. I mean, that's my favorite <laughs> horror film of all time, and there is no Halloween without Black Christmas for a number of reasons. So, uh, 
Let's give yeah, respect that, where respect is due to Bob Clark. That's its own thing. If you want to talk about horror gatekeeping, <laughs> let's let's turn the tables on all these fools who are saying the Halloween is the first slasher movie. Let's do that. Let's gatekeep that. Let's gatekeep the gatekeepers. I'm okay with this. I'll take us all the way back to Peep and Tom. We can have Hell some yeah. Time. And, then, and we'll take it even back to Psycho. That's got DNA too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got Season of Witch OG in there, but. You know, same same movies as everybody's kind of got uh, floating around. But uh, let's see what other movies we had on the brain uh, when we were uh, watching Halloween Ends. Oh, here on the uh, movie, oh, excuse me, <laughs> uh, here on the uh, Spectre Cinema Club, we like to end our shows playing a little bit of a fun game called Movie Math. Uh, the rules are simple. Uh, you just have to take a few movies that you can add, multiply, divide, whatever, all of which just have to equal the movie that we talked about today. Now, Devon, are we talking about this movie or this trilogy? Uh, the, the Halloween ends. Okay, I was about to say, <laughs> that's a, a tough one. The movie Math for an entire trilogy would be a, no. a unique equation. Uh, let's start tough. off with Billy Ray. What do you got? Mine's a longer equation, so just bear with me. <laughs> Mine is too. Thing. I think we got we're gonna have some uh, some complicated uh, uh, arithmetic. So uh, everybody just take notes. Mine is uh, Halloween nineteen seventy eight plus Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare plus Jason Goes to Hell: The Final Friday multiplied by Season of the Witch minus Candyman: The Reboot <laughs> equals Halloween Ends, which is less than. Stephen King's Needful Things. <laughs> Jesus Christo. Oh, that's wow. a first of the less than greater than. I, I appreciate that. If you want all of the stuff that they're trying to do, just go watch Needful Things. Or read the book. Gotcha. It'll work. I haven't seen that one, so I will uh, throw it on the list. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I can. I, I see uh, everything that you're uh, going for there. I can. I, the, the, the math checks out. Thank you. What about you, Ghoulish? Oh. Well, first of all, I'll ask y'all to please excuse my dear Aunt Sally because I did not do well in math. However, um, I would say The Notebook <laughs> multiplied by Stephen King's It. Um, <clears throat> definitely in soft brackets. And then put a little plus, Season of the Witch. Then um, minus Halloween 78, minus Halloween 81, minus H2O. And then... Um, divided by no that's it take the divided out that's it that's my equation we like it we like it <laughs> uh yeah for me uh, uh kind of a similar route that uh, billy ray had not as complicated uh but i've got christine uh plus friday the 13th part five a new beginning christine reasons being for this like kind of losing of oneself sort of a, a you know drawn supernatural drawing to this otherworldly power and the power that gives you turning on friends and loved ones all that kind of stuff uh plus uh friday the 13th uh, a new beginning for more of like uh the you know copycat killer kind of of angle there uh not too much else on that on that regard uh and then divided by uh the reboot of uh, Candyman, just because of the obvious like passing the torch to a new generation sort of angle. A new beginning is more of a copycat killer thing to where Candyman is more about the, the passing of the baton. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> so for mine, so in one set of parentheses, I got a uh, true romance uh, plus Joker <laughs> um, plus 
plus the Star Wars prequels. So we got that in a, in a parenthesis. And we're going to multiply that by, in parentheses, uh, Halloween 2018 plus uh, Season of the Witch. Uh, so add those together and then multiply the sets of parentheses. Every, everything okay. checks out to me, but you know I'm going to ask. What's the, what's the prequels doing in there? I got to know. Oh, I mean, Corey and Michael very much felt like uh, Corey very much uh, gave me some Anakin vibes. I see. Uh, gotcha. With his just kind of oh, his whole, no. just kind of his whole arc there. Uh, he's giving me some some strong Anakin vibes uh, from the prequels. Gotcha. I'm upset with you saying that because now I'm not going to be able to unsee Michael Myers's Emperor Palpatine. So thanks for that. Exactly. <laughs> I love exactly. that you mentioned now. A film you finally someone finally mentioned a film that I hate worse than Halloween ends, and you managed to do it, Devon. You managed to get Joker in there. <laughs> I mean, well, I yeah, mean, True Romance plus Joker is like a film bro's wet dream. I think everybody yeah. in a twenty mile radius has a Pulp Fiction poster on their wall, just like cr- you know, creamed in their shorts. So yeah, that's good my job. idea. Of purgatory <laughs> is just being forced to watch those two films on, on repeat. <laughs> I like Joker. Uh, True Romance was a little iffy for me. It was a little iffy for sure. Um, but that is the David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy as it stands. Uh, now he's going to go and uh, do things with the Exorcist. And um, uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's that. So um, uh, we will, you know, people will be talking <laughs> about that, I'm sure, on the Internet. Um, but we have uh, to thank our other friends uh, here uh, for coming on the show. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Ghoulish and Billy Ray. Uh, Billy Ray, where can uh, the people find you on social media? Where are you working on? Uh, you can find me on all the socials at Billy Ray Bruton. Uh, I host the Incinerator podcast, which is a movie competition game. We are actually, it's our tournament of champions right Woo-woo. now. So, uh, which Devon was on a recent episode. And so, uh, very shortly, we will know who our grand champion for season one is. And we've already got some amazing guests lined up for season two uh you can find my other i do scripts gone wild you can find that at scriptsgonewild.com and i'm starting a new uh genre festival here in seattle called make believe seattle in march of 2023 it's gonna be fucking dope makebelieveseattle.com uh yeah all that shit hell yeah we need more kick-ass genre film festivals and uh I know you know them very well. I love the Incinerator Pod. I know I am uh, not going to be winning the Tournament of Champions, uh, but uh, uh, excited to uh, hopefully become an engineer for Season 2 because I I very much love what you got cooking over there on the Incinerator Pod. Uh, Brother Ghoulish, what are you working on right now? Well, I am about to release my book, uh, There's Something Wrong in Warrington County, which is a a queer black uh, horror anthology series. So that should be out by the time people are listening to this. And I am also on Brother Ghoulish's Tomb and Brother Ghoulish's Dragula Breakdown, um, on which I talk about the Boule Brothers Dragula. And I'm also on The Blurry Massacre, where we talk about all things blurred culture. And I'm on The Alter Tapes, where we talk about the alter uh, shorts. Hell yeah. And Garrett, what are you cooking on right now? We got a couple of busy boys here in the podcast. Um, as far as other uh, podcast goodness, uh, you can uh, subscribe to my other podcast, which is a Star Wars podcast. It's called Scum and Villainy. 
a new episode actually dropped uh, today, the day of recording. So we would love to have you over there. Uh, but if you just want to see some general movie thoughts and such, you can follow me on Twitter as well as uh, TikTok and Letterboxd, just at Gary McDowell, uh, going through a bunch of uh, Halloween movies, uh, some new and old. So if you want to see some thoughts on that, you can uh, hit me up over there. And of course, we will have links to all that in the show notes, guys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore daddy disco uh, doing the same old thing, same old things. And uh, this is the end of October. So that means next month we have a new theme. Uh, super stoked. Um, you know, November, we got Thanksgiving. So, of course, you know, uh, people are going to be eating good. Uh, so we're going to be uh, talking some cannibal movies next month uh yeah, we have, did we you have say a... cannibal or hannibal cannibal <laughs> cannibal uh cannibal okay. uh we'll save okay. the hannibal franchise for another time um uh, but we are uh talking a, a nice uh interesting spread of uh we got some we got some goofy cannibal movies in there we got some deep cuts and then uh we also are gonna talk some uh some uh recent releases as well so uh super excited to get into that but that'll go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Spectre Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe so you do not miss an episode. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spectre Cinema. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, a nice little review. We appreciate you. But until next time, guys, stay lifted. <laughs>